Hello and welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour, Cedar Hill ISD's podcast about scholars, staff, and community. Our guests will be individuals from the district and the community. This podcast is for anyone interested in expanding their knowledge of all things CHISD. Hello, this is Michael Sudhalter with the Horns Up Half Hour podcast. Today's podcast, we're doing a post-March board meeting. So we had the March board meeting last night and um, a lot of um, interesting items on there, a lot of exciting things and uh, different progress here in the district. And I am proud to have uh, CHISD board president Cheryl Wesley on the podcast. Hi, Michael. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, so the first, one of the really uh, big items on there was the um, Chromebook delivery. Now the Chromebooks are going to be <coughs> distributed to each of the district's 7,800 students. Yes. And that's going to happen between March 23rd and 25th, so right after spring break. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Look, we are so excited and relieved to finally have the Chromebooks in-house. You know, um, we ordered the books back in July, the Chromebooks back in July, I believe, of last year, 2020. And it was one thing after another after another with delays that are piled up. Um, and it really concerned all of us, of course, because we ordered Chromebooks books for not just the scholars, but the teachers as well. Um, and we wanted them to have access to learning. Um, and so we're, we're just happy that those books have finally arrived and they will be in the hands of our scholars really soon. Okay, so um, also another item that um, you all approved was the 2021-2022 um, calendar. And, um, you know, I know it's only 2021 right now, so we're still a few months away from the, you know, 2021-22 school year. But uh, talk about why that was important to approve that now. You know, so much has been going on. And typically uh, in a normal school year, school cycle, we'd like to have the calendar presented to us around this time but particularly with everything that's transpired people are kind of up in the air wondering what the future is going to look like for school districts and so we wanted our community our scholars our parents our teachers to know what we were thinking of course we're not bringing them back in july uh, with the exception of the new teachers to the district the very end of the month we'll have them in for training but then we'll have our scholars in on the 12th of august not before. Uh, teachers will come in early for staff development on the 5th and the 6th, I believe, of August, but our scholars won't start until the 12th. And again, during that time, teachers will be uh, involved in uh, professional development training, uh, getting everything that they need for the upcoming school year. So again, we wanted to have this information out early so parents can start planning, our grandparents can start planning, as well as teachers and staff. Okay, great. And it's, it looks like there's a lot of, um, you know, a few changes and a lot of uh, similar things that have been working for us. So it looks like definitely a great uh, calendar and a big thank you to um, Dr. Yupaka and her team for uh, their work on that calendar. That's right. Uh, the, the great thing about our calendars is that you get input not just from the administrative staff, but you have teacher, um, teachers sharing their concerns and their hopes and dreams as well. And if you look at the calendar, Michael, there, we already put in for staff development, 
uh, the market periods are there, as well as the holidays. Something that's an added issue that we're looking at as a school board, there are those months when we find ourselves meeting back to back because of holidays. So this year, we're, we're considering uh, for those months when we have a holiday on that Monday, is for us to meet the following Tuesday and not wait and try to manipulate the calendar uh, anymore. But we'll see how that's going to turn out. But well, we want to be consistent um, like everything else, like every other part of the district. So this calendar is a good thing. I'm excited about what I see. A lot of holidays, a lot of staff development, and it's something that our students need. They need to have breaks periodically. So we have the bad weather makeup days listed as well. Okay, and then I know you guys had a, um, a vote to approve uh, transportation. There was a transportation item on there. What can you tell me about that? There was. We've had some concerns. We've had some transition over the last few years with our transportation. Um, a, a couple of years ago, we went into partnership with Lancaster, DeSoto, and ourselves. Lancaster dropped out. Um, so it left DeSoto and us to, to uh, form a partnership with her student. It, it, and we've had some problems, we've had some concerns. So what we've decided to do is hire a management company to help us transition from first students. And we're gonna explore the possibility of having our own in-house transportation for our scholars. So we're excited about the company that we're gonna be using uh, as a management firm for us, advisory and its transport. We received uh, a very in-depth presentation last Monday evening. And we're able to answer all kinds of questions that we had uh, about the presentation. But it's, it appears that this company has been doing it for several years. They know what they're doing. They understand the complexity of working with school districts because that's what they do. Um, they understand our concerns about our aging buses. Um, budgeting, our issues. Um, so they were able to answer questions that they committed to working with us, not just the first year, but for three years. And that's really imperative uh, as we transition from one thing to another. So we're really excited about this. Uh, we want to thank uh, Assistant Superintendent Tellus Graham and his group for working uh, with this organization. As a matter of fact, it was also CFO product. So we give them kudos for bringing this to the board for, uh, for us to consider and ultimately approve on last night. Okay, great. And then um, another uh, big news is um, the district's new partnership with Texas A&M University Commerce. I'll talk about that. That is really big news, and I'm, I'm thrilled because I'm an alumni of uh, Texas A&M University Commerce received both my bachelor's and my master's degree from that university many years ago. Um, but we're excited about the partnership because it's not just focused on our graduates, but also it gives opportunities for our staff to go back and receive a master's degree if that's their desire. They presented three different programs to us. One is the President's Promise, another is the Rising Lion Program, and then the other is a Quick Start Grant Program. Um, the last one is the one that would give our employees the opportunity to go back and pursue their uh, graduate degrees. Uh, quick, continuous $250 or $500 per semester grant for them. 
And then the Rising Longhorn is, is a structured academic experience for incoming freshmen, to, and they could start the summer prior to their uh, entering their freshman year to kind of transition. And then the other is, of course, to uh, help pay for the remaining tuition um, that's not covered by grants and scholarships. So again, we're excited about this partnership. a Commerce is a phenomenal university. It's close enough, but far enough away for those who want to get away from home, but still be close enough to get home when they, when they need to. So it's um, right outside of Green. It takes about 60 to 90 minutes to get there, I believe. Yeah, but yeah, I'm excited about the emoji with Aiden Commerce. And again, it's another opportunity for our scholars and our staff to pursue their degrees or the advanced degrees. And I, we talk a lot about college for our students. So this says we're, we're more than taught. Yes, you can achieve a college degree, and here's proof of it. Here's a partnership um, to go with the other partnerships that we have in the area. And this was the second one in less than a year, I believe. I believe you're right. And then we have some others that, you know, we have the uh, Commerce Program with Dallas County Community College District mm -hmm. and, and Superintendent. Um, brought in one a few months ago with, with uh, Tarleton State. Tarleton, yeah. Tarleton State University, yes. And, we, and I'm sure he's pursuing other opportunities for partnerships. Awesome. And then um, finally, and um, last but certainly not least, it's March's National Reading Month. And I know um, several um, district leaders have been reading to students and uh, doing it in yeah. a socially distant manner, in a safe manner, but talk about the importance of National Reading Month. You know, it's, you know, we're, we know that students who are reading on third grade level are more successful than students who are not, you know, once you get to that place. So we want to encourage our students to read. We want to encourage parents to read with their scholars. And so, um, it gives all of us the opportunity to focus on the necessity of learning to read phonetically, learning to read. Um, I was able to participate on, I believe it was Monday of last week, Michael. Uh, I read virtually to four classes. And I read two of my favorite books from my two of my favorite authors, which are local. And one was entitled, one book was entitled, What Princess is Like? by Naya Cotton. She lives here in Cedar Hill. And the other book I read to them is called I Am Brilliant. And that was by Dr. Lasagna Flowers. You see it, Michael? So really neat books. Uh, the kids really enjoyed them. And that's what we have to do. We want to read stories that kids will be happy to read. They, they could be engaged with them. And that will help them develop a love for reading. So we want to always encourage people, not just during this month, but going forward, to read to your students, to read to your grandparents, or to your uh, grandchildren, to read to your nieces and nephews, to read to your, your children, because it helps develop a love for that reading. Okay, great. So um, with, uh, obviously next month we'll have another board meeting, and that'll be on, um, I believe, April 19th. So, um, what can we expect from um, from that board meeting? Some of the items that we might see. We're going to start looking into budget. 
that's that's always important. We'll get updates from another couple of our campuses. Um, and one of the things we did last night, I was really excited about, uh, was the updates that we were were the updates that we received from two of our uh, principals, uh, Ms. Shea Whitaker from High Point and Edmund from Palmer Elementary School. So we'll get more updates. We'll do our long-term governance to make sure that we're still focused on student outcome goals. Um, and we'll just see what else is on, what else will be on the agenda. I know that we'll have. Michael, you're working on something too. Hopefully, you'll bring to us at that point the story that you're doing on our. Oh yeah, that story. It's going to be here long before. Um... Uh, the month of April, it should be this week or next week. Um, it's also International um, Women's, yesterday was International Women's Day. And um, we're doing a story in, um, about Fran Rubin, who was the first African-American um, individual to serve on the CHISD um, Board of Trustees in 1993. And I know I reached out to you last week and um, you helped me out with a um, quote about um, former President Rubin and what she meant to you personally and also to the district. So, yeah, t if you want to talk about that as well. You know, um, I was just thinking, we, we have a lot of things coming up, but one of the things I was really excited about when you reached out to me is to for you to write a story on Fran Rubin, who was not just the first African-American on the trustee board, but the first elected African-American in the city of Cedar Hill. Uh, in 1993, that's that's still kind of amazing. But he set the standard, not just for inclusion, but 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 for engagement of all of us, not just African Americans, but just to let us know that we can all do something to support and advocate for our community. So she set that standard of academic excellence. She modeled what a good trustee is. And several of us have followed in her footsteps. So I'm really excited about the opportunity to have uh, given you a quote for such a phenomenal woman as that. Yeah, no, we were really excited about the story. And I know she is um, happily semi-retired and doing a lot of volunteer work in her hometown of Elysian Fields, Texas, which is just outside of Marshall. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, for... And, so ask your question. We have a lot of things coming up. We still have a lot of work to do in the district. Um, we'll be preparing our, our administrator, our, our parents, our scholars, and our teachers will be prepared for the STAR test. That's coming up soon. So we'll be hearing information about what that looks like for our students and for our district as a whole. Okay, so for our April podcast, uh, we'll be joined by uh, trustees, um, Ramona Ross Bacon and Keisha Lankford, Dr. Keisha Lankford. So uh, we're looking forward to that discussion as well. And always great to have President uh, Cheryl Wesley on the podcast. Well, thank you again for the invitation. Um, I always enjoy talking about the great things that are happening here in Sydney. All right. Thank you very much.